0: And even like all my animals, I was a cat lady forever, and I had four cats over there. And one night, these coyotes came through and killed all four of them. (laughs) And that was the end of the end of the end. And I was like, "Um, I'm dog lady now, and I'm moving the funk (laughs) sack. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow, guys. (laughs) And so then it's kind of like becomes comical. You know what I mean? No, it's it's just like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Like that. It
1: just keeps. So, the, the, the yeah. waves just keep coming. When yeah. does
2: the um, when does the light start to shine in? This is
0: the crazy part.
2: Is that
1: like? Oh, this is the crazy part. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. We are Jess and PJ, and we are waking up and shaking up the world of endurance sports by shining a light on our limitless nature through the practices of meditation, mindfulness, and of course, you guys, don't fret, hardcore physical training. We believe that whatever we are tackling, facing, or inviting into our experience, mental training really deserves to be its own discipline. The state of our mind is the backbone of our greatest performances as athletes and humans walking this rich itinerary of life. Through our conversations on this podcast, we hope to dive under the surface and expose the whys and hows of living a life of purpose on purpose, and to reveal that although our lives may look different on paper, the essence of what we traverse is exact. Today, we are sharing the mic with Erin Holmes, a multifaceted creator doing amazing things that no doubt require her to be brave. From her recently confirmed Guinness Book World Record to her wellness program for vets and her ever-evolving role as a performer, Erin is for sure sharing her gifts in this world. As a part of the performance duo Click Click Boom, Erin is on a mission to encourage everyone to always believe in yourself and never give up on doing what you love, even if your life goes in a different direction always do what makes you happy. And you guys, all I have to say is that she has some major street cred around this mission to choose happiness. We are so excited to be diving in with this lifelong athlete, yogi, singer, songwriter, world record holder, and oh yeah, vegan. Erin, welcome to the show, my love.
0: Thank you so much for both having me. I'm very excited to be here. So much to talk about. Uh, There's so much. It's kind of hard to know where to start. It's kind of
2: hard. I was hoping that you were going to know where to start. It's kind of hard to know where to start. (laughs) Um, but I think, I think what's, what's, um, what we were talking about before we turned the mics on was like, you have had your, your fair share of just downright trauma. Like just downright capital T trauma in your life, and I think that when I was saying like you've got major street cred around this, um, around this, uh, you know, this privilege that we all have, this this birthright that we all have to choose happiness, and and um, so many times we really get stuck behind those stories that can keep us in a life of unhappiness, and um, and really it's. It's that suffering that allows us to grow, but it takes time. So can you, since you just dove in with the trauma, I think that's a good place to start because you've had a lot of physical and and emotional um, trauma that really backed up that physical trauma.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, and I will, of course, explain the trauma that we were talking about earlier, but um, it's kind of like my life before the trauma and the life after. There's just like two separate lives, you know what I mean? And there's like the person I was, and then all this trauma happened, and now I'm this person in this life, you know? And maybe you can attest to feeling of having many different lives in this life, right? And many transformations, so that's normal to feel, but it's been quite a journey to find that kind of daily happiness that you're talking about and to have courage to be happy even. Um, and so I guess I'll just kind of back it up a little bit. And I was saying this before, but, uh, I've, I've been in five car accidents since I was 10 years old. They have never been my fault. I've always been a passenger. And, um, each one has got progressively worse. And, um, 10 years ago I was in a car accident, uh, We rolled four times, and I was in the back seat, and um, I just had my lap belt on, and so, of course, uh, many injuries came from that, a lot of pain and surgery, and uh, luckily, everybody in the car survived, because on this road in Santa Ana, many people don't, and these accidents happen frequently in this one area, and so... um, I had gone on this journey of healing for a couple years, even with that. And that's when I started to go down the rabbit hole of healing through food and like being, being very strict with it. And I stayed at this place called the Optimum Health Institute in Lemon Grove. I don't know if you have heard Mm -hmm. of it, but um, it's a place to detox and with food and very cleansing. And, you know, it taught me a lot about um, inflammation in food and like how that can cause inflammation in the body. And um, so of course everything was very strict and I came home from that and I was very injured even being there. And um, I went on this long journey of, of, I would take like 30 different vitamins a day and like very strict with the food and all the juicing and all the things. And while it did take the edge off, it couldn't fix the structure that was messed up in my body, like in my spine, so eventually I had to have major surgery, but before that happened, I had a, a second trauma, which is totally different than the first, and I ended up having to heal from both of them basically at the same time, which was very, very challenging um, and so the second one, you know, I was like on my food path and trying to figure it all out and um, and because of my injuries and I was waiting for my settlement for years, I had to move in with my dad and um, in the family house. And uh, it was interesting being in a parent's house after not living in a parent's house for so long. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, that was interesting in itself. Um, But, you know, my dad was a a military uh, Purple Heart Vietnam vet, and the sweetest man and the kindest man and never even raised his voice to me once, which is like pretty incredible being a parent <laughs> to not ever yell at your child. Not even once. Like we just always like the respect was always there, you know. And so um, the, the VA ended up, uh, you know, just pumping him full of pills his whole life. And it's crazy because like just a little side note, he actually saved all of those pill bottles in the garage. And we have probably four huge black trash sacks of these freaking pill bottles. And when you think about that, like as a human ingesting that over their life and like what that even means, it's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? So I'm like, maybe I'll make an art something with it one day, or maybe I'll frickin' burn it. I don't know, <laughs> but like, yeah. I haven't thrown it away, but it's just kind of this crazy thing. So that's wild to, I know. Yeah. And he was a hoarder and all this stuff too, which is like other things that I'm going to talk about later too, (laughs) (laughs) which is why I love you guys so much too, is because getting red and getting rid of all the things and shedding all the material things is always good too. But, um, so he was pumped full of pills. He had all sorts of health problems from the military, including Agent Orange and, um, which messes up the gut, malaria, he had been shot, so it was just like all these things, you know and um and trauma and PTs and all that fun stuff and so, um, I can't remember why he was getting this pill in particular. I think it might have been for his heart or blood pressure or something, and um, it's this kind of pill that has a side effect where you can't sweat, and your body like, I've since realized that your body seriously does need to sweat. Like, so I love the heated yoga so much. It's like, you got to sweat. And I just like, I'm sitting here and sweating. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to sweat. And, um, and so basically because he couldn't sweat, it's almost like his internals got too hot and it, This isn't, like, scientifically what happened, but I say, like, it cooked your brain. It cooked his brain, and he just went crazy in a matter of two weeks. This was, like, a two-week thing with this new medication, and he ended up killing himself. And so that was devastating because not only had I just moved into his house, and I was seriously injured, but then he took his own life. And then I was in the family house without him. So it was just, like, like. A thousand shades of mind fuckery, To be honest, <laughs>
2: I really wish that could be the title for this podcast. I mean, maybe it I, can't, can. I mean, maybe it should. Damn it, I got to be more brave in the world. Yeah, um, dude. <laughs> I can't. I can't even imagine. Like the because you know we as humans, like we're we're so hardwired for this comfort, you know, and safety, and it's like okay. Whew, all right. So I've I've figured out the food and I'm going to heal through the food and I'm going to move in and that's going to help me financially and you know, I'm with my dad and he's so sweet and this is going to be a good space for me to, you know, now I'm on the other side and I'm just going to start healing and then
0: boom. Mhm. Mhm. This. And on top of it, which is really wild, we um my mom hadn't been living there. They'd been divorced for a long time, but they were getting back together, which was also like this whole other It would have been really special and great, you know. And so in the meantime, my mom had helped my dad pick out all this stuff to remodel the house, our family house. And everything had been taken down to the friggin' studs when he did this. And so I had seen my family house a certain way my whole entire life. And it literally was taken down to the studs. We had a whole crew of people that were remodeling the house. And so after my dad died, I literally just had this back bedroom and all this construction was going on around me, and I was bedridden because of my injuries. And so it was just like, could anything else, freaking happen? No, like
2: literally, yeah, like, your house
1: is crumbling. Yeah, like, to the studs. You. Like I got right.
0: taken down to the
2: studs. Exactly. Well, we so like you want to know what's <laughs> going on in your inner world? Look like at your outer world, right? Insane. Like, your life is being brought to, brought down. To the studs.
0: Yeah, yes, I just crazy. was like, "How much lower can it go?" And then it just get lower and lower and lower. I just like. Do you what?
2: remember a moment that was like, I? I'm sure you had a couple of these. I'm going to assume you might have had a couple of these. I would have had several of like, uh, how much? I can't. Not anymore. I can't I take mean, anymore. Like, was yeah, there a point like every that day you, of
0: every moment of every day? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Am I going to die or am I going to live?" And I'm like being real real with this podcast, you know, because I don't sit around and talk about this stuff anymore, except for when I'm at the VA and like the first class just to tell them like who I am, like, this is my backstory a little bit so that they, we get a little respect right off the bat, you know, but, um, it's hard to talk about, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's not easy for me to talk about because my mind goes there, you know what I mean? And, um, so It's really weird because what ended up happening is because it was two separate traumas at the same time, I ended up being stuck in this shock state, is what I've realized. And sometimes I actually still get stuck in it, where I'm just like shocked that I'm alive, you know, that I'm like, oh my God, I'm still alive. (laughs) like You know, like just this shocking state of mind, just in shock. And it's like the shock just took years to fade away. You know, so that's what was like, has been interesting is that like some days I wake up and I'm like, just shocked, I'm still here, you know? And I think that happens to a lot of people, even without trauma, you're like, okay, like this is life and Mm -hmm. we're, and you wake up and here we are again, you know? So I think it was hard because like, I couldn't sleep ever because I was in so much pain. And so like, I never got to sleep. I I never got really an REM. And so you just kind of go crazy yourself Because like I was saying before, um, before you turn the mics on, um, you know, if people have a trauma, like a parent dying or whatever, and I was 29 at the time, then a lot of times you still have your body to move. You can go on walks, you can walk on the beach, you can, like, I couldn't even walk to the sand. Like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even take a deep breath to even meditate. You know what I mean? Like everything hurt really bad, like level 10 all the time. And, um so i feel like if i didn't have that first trauma and i was just dealing with like my dad dying then i wouldn't have been stuck in that state for so long but because i had to heal my body from major injury and then heal and that's a mind f too, and then also heal from an emotional trauma at the same time it just was so heady. I was just always, it was just like this fight between the heart and the soul and the mind and that, you know? So after a while, I just felt like mush.
1: Were you, what was your support system like, or were you on this path solo? Yeah.
0: Well, so my, my ex, I had been with someone for almost 10 years and he had moved in with, uh, to my dad's house too. And, um, Later on, his son ended up moving in, which was like just a very, I was being kind to the situation. And I love his son and all the stuff. And so I was, I just had way too much on my plate, like just insane amount. And, um, I had a really bad relationship with my mom at the time. And so it just made, I just felt very isolated, you know? And, um, my friends really pulled me together and, and helped me a lot. Like everybody around me, I feel like they just put up with me. Like that's how I felt, but they were like always there. I had a good friend system and um, it meant a lot for people to show up for me. And it still does. Like I still am thankful to those same people um, because when I see other people going through that, then it's easy for me to show up for them. Like it's not hard, you know? And a lot of people go through trauma. Everybody goes through trauma, it's just layers. Like I had been through some trauma before that, but, but nothing compares. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, Oh, (laughs) you know, like nothing compares for me that experience of those years. So, um, and you know, like when I work with the VA and stuff, it's all about the support system and my mom and I totally love each other now and it's great. And, you know, of course I broke up with my ex and like that was toxic and and we're okay now and, and somewhat friends and you know, all that. So and I had to get rid of toxic people in my life. It was really sad. I had some best friends that I had had since kindergarten, and it, was, it just turned really south. So I also had to say goodbye to friends, you know, and, and even like all my animals, I was a cat lady forever, and I had four cats over there. And one night, these coyotes came through and killed all four of them. Oh my God. <laughs> and that was the end of the end of the end. And I was like, um... <laughs> I'm dog lady now and I'm moving the <laughs> oh funk sack. Like, oh wow. <laughs> wow, guys. <laughs> and so then it's kinda like becomes comical. You know right, what I mean? It, no, yeah. it's it's just like,
2: whoa. Mm-hmm. Like that. It just
1: keeps coming. So, the, 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 yeah. the waves just keep coming. When yeah. does
2: the um, when <laughs> does the light start to shine in? This
0: is the crazy part. Is that like <laughs>
1: Oh, this is the crazy part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so like I had finally got my settlement. I still hadn't had back surgery though. I still had to have major surgery, but I knew that I couldn't stay in the family house. I'm like, that is not, I can't. And my mom had moved in and the place had been remodeled and it looks beautiful. It still looks beautiful. Like it's, which sucks because my dad and my mom couldn't enjoy it. So like that will always like pull on my heartstrings. But um, I decided that okay, a I need to break up with my ex. B I can't be around my other parent right now because this is also toxic. Being in the family house and looking at all these things and the changes, like also very toxic. And the pill bottles, the pill bottles, and the dead animals and everything—pet <laughs> cemetery in the backyard. I'm like, yeah, don't think this is a great. Yeah, spot sometimes for
2: you. you need to. Rem- you got to remove yourself from the
0: environment. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, and like everybody was so worried about me and like, oh, and I'm like, I just need to be alone. Like I need to go move and I need to be alone even though I was like walking with a cane and like super jacked and like couldn't do much of anything still. I'm just like, I need to just find a place to be. And so um, I had said this earlier but I went literally looking for an apartment for one day and I had just got my settlement a few days before that and I'm like, well, here we go, you know? And um, it was just this little shoebox of a place, but I was like, this is going to be mine. You know what I mean? And I can just lay down <laughs> and stare at the wall some more. <laughs> I don't know, you know? And so then um, my friend from yoga training called me and she lived in this magical place in Carlsbad, just a one of a kind, radical place. And <clears throat> she hit me up and she was moving. And somehow word on the street got out that I was looking for a place like I didn't even say anything, you know, like I didn't put anything out anywhere like I just had said it to a couple people. And she asked me if I wanted to take her space over. And I'm telling y'all, everybody calls it the secret garden. It's magical. It's mystical. It's great. And it's really was the beginning of my healing because. That place is too big for one person, but I lived there alone for two years and I had major back surgery and and then I was still there alone, you know what I mean? And, um, so it was great to learn how to do like the regular things again, laundry, dishes, all those things all by myself. And it's a, it's kind of like a two story. And for the first year I couldn't even go up the stairs. I was just down low, you know? And so it just has become this healing space for me. And, I was saying, like, I'll never let it go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the landlord's amazing. She's been so nice to me. She's taught me how to, like, fix everything and do all these things, you know, and just be very independent, which is something that I hadn't been able to experience even before the trauma. You know what I mean? Like, I'd always been with someone. I'd always, you know, or lived with someone. So this is the first time I had ever been alone if i wasn't already alone enough in my mind then i like really took it there you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but um but some
2: you know sometimes solitude is the price of success like sometimes yeah. we really need that that just that that solitude um you know, like our meditation teachers always like, don't go on a meditation retreat, like go rent a cabin in the middle of nowhere and go stay there by yourself. Yeah. Like just be alone. Yeah. Just yeah, be, be alone. alone. Like if you just, just it be means alone. Lot. Yeah. And just be with yourself. Um, so you're saying like you get you were like relearning how to you know do these like mundane these yeah these little household chores that some people are like oh I got to empty the dishwasher right yeah. I've done that like oh god I got to I it. do that now so don't worry <laughs> well, well I was gonna say I was gonna say <laughs> I'm still like thankful, but. but the um the gra- like gratitude so when I you know it's so funny like we this is the longest we've ever talked or spent time together but. <laughs> yeah. Because um, you would come to my classes or I'd go to your classes at one of the studios that I used to teach at, and if I were to describe you, I would always say like you were in just you were always in gratitude like and in joy and in like yeah. you're just such a, a you have such a lovely energy to be around that's how I would describe you, just lovely, you're just a lovely being you you're beautiful like inside and out um but that um that gratitude like. So yeah, maybe the, it hasn't lasted with the dishwasher, but um, <laughs> do, do you find that you have a heightened sense of gratitude that you didn't have before?
0: So much. It's really wild that you say that because I was like, I didn't have gratitude for a long time. And I can't remember where I learned gratitude practice, but um, I think it my first introduction might have been at the... Um, at the place I was talking about in Lemon Grove, but but it was something simple because I was in like the dregs then. I just was just like ah, oh, I can't. Just even learning something was hard. You know what I mean? Being in so much pain and learning something like that was even hard to wrap my brain around. But um, gratitude practice. So you write down five things that you're grateful for right every day, and you write in a little book. And then the next day you look at you look at the night before review, and then you write five more. Well and I make the veterans do this now and they have had the same reaction that I had in the beginning, which was like, "Ugh, eye rolls and like, I have nothing to be grateful for. Like, i just don't feel like it. You know, like, I don't feel like saying I'm grateful for the sky is blue. I don't effing feel like it, you know, like it was really hard just to write down one thing to be grateful for because I was taken down to the stats. You know what I mean? So, um, I just started writing whatever, like even if it was teeny or big or whatever. And as I did heal and as I did have surgery and and all these things, I started to um, look different on the outside to other people, you know, and um, that's what came first. Interestingly, like my body went back together. Finally, a ton of work, a ton of nutrition, vitamins, PT, all the things, And people are like, Oh my God, she's it. She's got it together, you know? And um, inside, I still felt like this black pit of hell, to be honest. And I was like, God, I'm not matching the inside to the outside. Like that is an interesting thing to even think about, you know, like, are you matching the external with the internal as people are perceiving you?
2: I just think that's such a profound thing. And it's, Kind of like what I said at the beginning of the intro, it's like this mental piece really needs to be its own work of art because <laughs> yeah. you can be a super fit, gorgeous yeah. athlete and be poisonous inside. I mean, I've, I've always been, you know, I mean, nobody's ever turned to stone looking at me, but if they looked at the inside of me for some years, like it was poisonous. It was garbage. There was garbage inside. Yeah. There was
0: garbage in my head and there was garbage in, in my heart. Yes. Yeah. So then I'm like, shit, am I faking all of this? Like if people think I'm so great, but I, I don't, I don't want to tell people like, guess what? I'm not, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Yeah, just you think it. You know? So, um, I started thinking like, okay, what would really after, like I got out of a lot of pain? Cause it's just really hard. You know, like I, I finally was able to like quell the physical pain and then I could start to work on the mental pain. Right. And so um music of course has been my life for a long time, but during that period of time I didn't sing at all. I wasn't connected to music. I was so lost. And like I said, I couldn't even take a deep breath. And you have to use your like your diaphragm, diaphragmatic breathing in yoga, in singing. That's how you get the notes out. And I couldn't even do that. So I was just like, ugh, none of it. And so I started going to <laughs> it's just interesting. I started going to music festivals. And I laughed because my PT people were like, you're never allowed to go to festivals ever. Like, this is too dangerous for your body to even be there. You know, um, like, what if somebody bumps into you? What if like, I was so fragile still? Like, I felt like you could have just flicked me and I would have just fallen over. But I was upright, you know, and I was like looking good. And um, so I started going to all these music festivals and like partying, you know, and honestly, that is what brought me back to life because I remembered how to laugh and to enjoy and to sing. And then the gratitude came into my face. And I wouldn't even realize it, but people, people would come up to me and say, you know what? You have the look of gratitude all over your face right now. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I think I'm starting to match. Yes, <laughs> yes. So... um <laughs> That was pretty interesting because I'm like, these guys are saying like, never, you can never go to Coachella and you can never go to any of these things. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to go to all of them.
1: (laughs) They're instilling fear. They're just surrounding you with more fear. Like what the lack, like you're in the state. So, so you can assume that you're probably going to get injured. Whereas flip it around, right? What what about the potential of a reinvigorated um, love and passion for what you were doing before in a different realm? Yeah. Like we don't think about that. We're always and and if we if we base so much of who we are on what other people think, right? Which is what social media can be. um, Then we're we're going down this false road. We're going down this road that isn't allowing us to discover the the, the the possibilities.
0: And you guys, I had nothing to lose at that point, nothing, which made me fearless.
1: You know, Yeah, Yeah.
0: like when you have nothing to lose and you're like, I'm just this body right now. And like, yeah, I'm out of pain, but like there's still this torture and whatever. But you're in the state of like, well, you know, like I, I had money in the bank. I had nothing to lose. I could kind of just do what I wanted. And I do feel very grateful and thankful for that because I feel like a lot of people don't get that experience after trauma to just feel like you have nothing to lose and to be able to really explore who you want to be and who you are at this point. Cause I like got all this artwork and I decorate all the things. Like I just felt like people that were coming over and visiting and hanging out. They're like, Whoa, yeah. Like I just wasn't holding back anything. It was like your life went from black and white to color. Yes, exactly. So much color. So much in my clothes, and you had to. And I I think it's so important.
2: You had to break the rules, yes, in order to bring that color back into your life. So it's yes, it's even though you there was risk, and there was there was potentially big risk there. It was actually taking that risk was the thing that brought you back to life. Yeah.
0: Mm. So everybody, listen to yourself. Listen to your own body. Listen to your soul, and like your soul song, right? Like, what is your soul song? And what, uh, what does that mean? And, and what kind of fear are we living in? Like, sometimes I, I go back into fear. I'm like, oh, because I've been living this life as like a norm, more normal human in the last five years, you know? And, and especially now with this time that we're all going through together, I'm sl- sometimes I find myself slipping back into that fear fear, fear base. I'm like, oh, you know, like I made it through so much worse. I hate to say this. I know the world is, like, really going through it right now, but me personally, I've made it through so much worse with so much less than this. You know what I mean? So when I'm having a tough day, I just remind myself of that. Like, girl, you've made it through so much worse (laughs) with so much less. Yeah. You're going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. we. I
2: mean, we said like right at the beginning when, you know, when it was all kind of shutting down and, and things were going, you know, everybody was going underground. BJ and I just looked at each other and we're just like everything we've done and all the risks we've taken. Taken and all the gratitude that we have practiced and abundance that we have found in, you know, when our bank account said you have no abundance whatsoever, like that all prepared us for a smooth sale. Mm-hmm. And I believe um I feel really blessed because I feel like it put us in a place where we can be in service of those who may not be having a smooth sale right yeah. now, you know, because that's real for them. And yeah. um and, you know, when we were going through our dark night of the soul, it was, <laughs> it was, it felt really lonely and dark. Um, and, but there were those people there that weren't in the dark night of the soul and they mm-hmm. were the, they were the light for us. Um, uh, oh, I was just going to go somewhere. Where is it going to go? Mm -hmm. eight-week program oh service yes eight-week wellness program yeah so um you know this this idea of um like you feel I don't know you explained it some way like sometimes you're like you don't even feel like you're living your own life like you're here to just serve like it's not for you anymore
0: this life is not mine and and I was saying too that I've tried to turn that around a little bit because I feel like it's still important to have like your own self Yeah. You're a critical piece of the
2: puzzle. Like we need you to be more of you, but perhaps you is this, this service, you know, and, and maybe there's a little bit of still attachment of like who maybe you used to be. And if you're not that, then it's, who are you?
0: Mm -hmm. You're not Mm -hmm. just service. Right. This is my calling or my service to work with the vets and the VA. And I've, I've worked with them in a major way. Like I've made it all the way to the top in the VA, talking to the higher ups in the health departments and how to change the structure of everything um, when it comes to health and wellness. And um, obviously, if that didn't happen with my dad, I would not be doing that.
2: Yeah. And you've got a pretty profound story to get the attention in yeah. ears that you need, that need to be listening to the message that you're here to, yeah. to share and
0: to teach. Yeah. Cause I'm a child of a military veteran. And so I had to grow up with PTS all around me, like living with a parent that is so injured mentally and physically all the time, like we're kind of considered collateral damage in a way. So I am always about like the family unit as well, you know, and when I, and I'll talk a little bit more about what the actual eight week program is, but, um, really it's designed to cause a ripple effect with the veteran. And then when they go home, how can they connect to their family better? Because obviously that's an issue that everybody knows. It's not, it's not, um, a mystery. (laughs) So, um, with all of the trauma that I had been through, uh, let's see, five years ago, I started the eight week program and I set it up so that what, there was a mind, body, and soul component for each week. Each week was two hours. Uh, so that was a 16-hour course, essentially. And in the beginning, I thought, oh, maybe I'll just do it for like a four-week or a three-week or maybe one week and just like spew it all out, you know? And I realized that eight weeks is great because it's two months. It gives people time to do homework, to let things settle in. And honestly, that's just the babiest of building blocks so that when they graduate— now their life starts with these concepts of connecting the mind, body, and soul together. Because just like we were saying, you can work out, you can look great on the outside. And I see this all the time in the VA. Like, come on, you see all the people working out and they look great and this and that. But um, but the, like the blackness of their soul and heart on the inside is just so there. So um, that has also been an, a very interesting journey for me because I don't like, I'm surprised that they even let me come in and try this out five years ago. I was like, Hey, my name's Aaron. I'm a yoga teacher. (laughs) I got this idea, you know, (laughs) you guys cool. Can I come try it? And they said, yes. Like this one nurse was like, I like this girl. I'm going to come, let her come in and try it. And we've had over 150 graduates and um, I've formed a nonprofit for when they graduate so that they can do more free things in the community and keep going with what they've learned. Um, and so that's been great. And um, what's even cooler is that I realized that, yes, this eight-week program is great. I would see 10 veterans every round because that's the like the amount of space they would give me. Otherwise, I would do more. But um, it created like a whole crew within – within the program, because once they graduate, they'd come to the next step, which is the nonprofit. And so this, this crew is just grown and grown and grown. So we have our own pod going, but I realized like for people like my dad and stuff, if he's too injured or isn't, or wasn't feeling well that day, would he go to the VA? You know, like, would you go to your doctor's appointment or could you learn things online? And so they have this thing called telehealth now and all this stuff is kind of newer in the VA. Um, But because of the pandemic, it's necessary that you have your FaceTime with your doctor, but you don't actually have to be there. So um, I've been working with the VA and the higher ups to get my program on the telehealth website so that A, I could be teaching virtually and live to a small group, but then also have a taped eight week wellness program that people can just tap into when they need it. So that's what I wanted to do a long time ago. And they were like, mm. and now because of all this, they're like, ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was talking
2: to somebody yesterday and I, I was like, you know, we were t- she was talking about the, the gifts that she has unwrapped. Because of COVID, oh yeah, and I said, yeah, it's like so Santa. Many. It's like Santa Claus <laughs> on steroids. Like it's literally it's like, like shaking we, the presents and throwing them against <laughs> the wall. Yeah, like if, if we can we can look at the we can look at the darkness of it for sure, but we can also look at all the opportunities that it's given us. Yeah, and there might be some eye rolling there, like you know, but e- even if that's an opportunity to heal, like there's there's always there's always light where there's dark. Like those two things are are always right next to each other. They can't coexist. They can't be one, but they are always there coexisting. And so, yeah, like something like this now it's like into the rest of, you know, the time that this earth exists,
0: you're going to have this eight week wellness program out there for people. And honestly, there's been times where I'm like, this is really freaking hard. It's hard for me to go and see like I see so many of my dad's dads, you know, like even though there's all different ages and my youngest student has been 24 and my oldest is now 85 and the same results. So that's awesome. You know, that like I can get the same results with that wide age range, which means it's good for everybody. Right. right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but um, I feel like over time it's just helped me too. um, I mean, maybe it's just been very cathartic for me to teach other veterans how to unlock and, and let go of the darkness a little bit and just give them tools for their toolbox to build whatever kind of castle, whatever kind of house they want to build. Um, but I've had many, like, you know, roller coaster moments, even with the program and even convincing the VA many times that this is worthy. That's been a whole other monster, like on the back end. You know, because like I said, they had to put out a mandate um, for health and wellness because of the the um, the painkiller pandemic. I guess yeah. I'm like, is that like the right that. word? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, and so that has been crazy because we the can't VA kill the realized. pain; we have to heal no. the pain. No, and that's what like I think they finally have realized that all these suicide. The rate is just so high, and it's because, and you know, every time I hear about that happening, the first thing I always ask is if they were on medication, and 99% of the time, they were. (laughs) So it's like that, I feel like there's a strong correlation of medication or misuse of medication or masking um, to heal, you know, um, that I feel like the VA as a whole is finally starting to look at yeah but it's going to be a long road like it's literally just started (laughs) yeah
2: yeah it's but it but all the possibilities are
0: are ahead you know yes and if I didn't see the transformations right in front of me with these graduates and with these beautiful people I wouldn't keep doing it you know what I mean but because I see it and they tell me and I love it To know that just, you know, by using your words and looking people in the eyes and like, you know, giving good information, they feel like they have hope and um, healthy alternatives, yoga, nutrition, meditation, sound healing. I mean, like all these things, most of them have not ever heard of. So imagine just being told, take this pill forever, decades and decades. And then there's someone over here chirping like, whoa. You know, you can take that if you want, but you can also do this. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're, they're doing the best they can with the information that yes. they have. And we've just been fed this one line of information.
0: Yes.
1: And you're just opening up possibilities for maybe there's some other information. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what yoga, that mindfulness, like they're all buzzwords. But really, it's just saying there's alternative ways. Just get yes. curious, like build your toolbox, build, yes. build it up so that you have different options because some things aren't going to work all the time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But it's nice to have that 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 toolbox so that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, maybe I'll, if that's not working, then you can go to something else because we're just interchanging all day at every moment. So that one thing isn't going to work. And that's why there's eight weeks of possibilities of different things. And, and at the end, I'm like, turn this into what you want. If there's something that didn't resonate with you, leave it at the door. But, but if something really grabbed you, then like pull that close and now expand on it. You know, so... Yeah. It's all interesting. It's all wild. And I guess we can all bring it back to gratitude.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for somebody who, um, (laughs) like you, you know, there's that kind of, kitschy little phrase, like, you got to feel it to heal it. Like, you definitely felt it. I freaking felt it. (laughs) (laughs) So nobody can argue with her. It "It hurts too much. No, it doesn't. (laughs) You have no idea how much it hurts. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about... uh, So this is... That program is amazing, and if there's... um, any information that we can put in the show notes about it or, or even anything like that, let me, let me know. And we'll put that in there. And of course I'm sure Aaron would be happy to, um, you know, be in contact with anybody who's listening to this. We do have a lot of military vets that listen to this, that because a lot of them go into endurance sports, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. Right. Yeah. Um, but if, and anybody who's got some garbage inside, right? Like it's okay. We don't need to hide that. There's, there's nothing to be ashamed about that. Like this, this stuff does, um, the sound healing, the meditation, the mindfulness, the self-study, like just the yoga. It's, oh man, it's the best pill there is.
0: And it's good for everyone. It is. And like, I've, um, I've taught the men and women that, like I said, go to the gym and they're like so fit and their nutrition is there, but like maybe the mental's not. And then I've worked with people that have like rods in their spines and like they're waiting for a hip replacement and all this stuff. And like, you can still use the tools. Even if you can't do that much in yoga, you can still breathe for the most part. You can still <laughs> <laughs> meditate. Um, you can still have a gratitude practice. And think about your nutrition and all these things. So there's still something for everyone in that realm.
1: The solution energy, always finding something. Yeah. To do. How important is momentum in in the <laughs> things that you're important. building between your own <laughs> like you life and, and then your... you're like, I got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how do you keep? How does it keep? Going? How do you keep it going? How does?
0: That's a good question, dude. <laughs> I think. Um, you know what's weird? Because through all of this, it might sound crazy, but, and even before the trauma, like, I didn't realize that I could be happy every day. It's a weird concept. Like, and, and for most of the day, you know, like, I wouldn't allow myself, especially with mourning and trauma and tragedy, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't even allow myself to feel happy and joyful because, oh gosh, you know, it's just the world is too, <laughs> 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 you know, but, um, I realize that it's okay to be happy and joyful, and that if it doesn't just come to you, if I'm not just, if I don't wake up joyful, then I can go find it um, by the knowledge that I have and the tools I have, and that creates momentum. Um, But if I just let myself go down the rabbit hole in the other way, there's no momentum there. So, like, I will force myself to do things to try to change the trajectory of the day. Right. And most of the time, the easiest thing for me to really change it is to move my body Mm. or to sing, you know, because it's like that resonance in the in the chest and the vocals. And it just gets the sludge out. It gets like that tight heart and tight, tight, um, you know, throat and just like that, that knot in the in the throat and stuff. It gets that all out. And and it's easy to forget, too. You know, Mm -hmm. like sometimes I'm like, oh, geez, I haven't moved that much today gosh, I kind of feel like hot garbage, you know? And then I like, <laughs> we'll do a little video for 30 minutes. And I'm like, damn, I feel good. I know. You know? It's I know, like ridiculous what we do to ourselves when I should just start my day off every day. You know? <laughs> so um,
2: speaking of ridiculous, uh, you just got your confirmation that you officially have the Guinness Book World yes. Record for the most amount of hot yoga classes in how many days? 30, 30. days. And all so, give us the deets on that. All yes. classes were above a certain
0: temperature. Yeah. And well, this is what's interesting. The girl that I had to beat, she's from Australia. She had 50 classes. <laughs> Cause you had to beat her. I'm she- happy that there was someone I had to beat. But I'm not just like <laughs> cool guys, because like you can go on right. and be the first one to do a record. Like they have some weird records on there, and that I'll probably, nobody's ever going to challenge. <laughs> never. They have some tap dancing ones, and I'm totally going to go in and try to trump those. But. Um, yeah, so the person who was did it before me, she did bikram classes. And after that, in the little sidebar, like when you're looking at what you have to beat and the guidelines, and they're very strict. When I say strict, I mean like they will throw stuff out at the drop of a hat. They don't care. If something isn't like in the guidelines, they can't certify it. You know what I mean? And so um they said that They weren't going to be contending with any other uh, like hot set classes. So my title is the most yoga classes in one month, not even counting the heat. And that was the really hard part. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I'm like, uh, okay, that's fine. But (laughs) um, so in at Peace, Love & Yoga, which is where I did this, they were very gracious to let me – to let me come in and, and just be in the studio all day and night and bug people to sign documents and all these things. <laughs> so, and they like it hot over there. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. And what was crazy is that, so I did 63 classes and I had to beat 50. And trust me, when I got to 50, I wanted to stop. I was like, cool, done. But then something in me was like, let's just see how many more I can turn out before the 30 days is up so that if anyone does this after me, <laughs> I, I made it. it a little harder. Yeah. you know. So, um, each class was hot and, um, it was, gosh, it has to be 105 or maybe more. Uh, and this was last May. So it was hot, you know? And, um, then I also taught 32 hot classes that didn't count that month. So sometimes I was in the heat for like four hours a day. And at the same time, I was breaking up with that ex,
1: too. (laughs) The heat was really turned (laughs) up.
0: (laughs) You were detoxifying big time. It was so messed up. And what's crazy is that because I did that, I realized all these things and what I had to do in my relationships at home. So even though I had set out to just do a a record right and it was really to raise awareness for iJourney and all of the military things that i had been doing and bring that around i was doing it for that um it changed my whole entire life and i wasn't expecting that like i that was not the point you know what i mean it's just what ended up happening so i think when because i'd been a giver giving 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 service 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 all the things um I had to be really selfish during this record. Like I had to be, otherwise I wasn't going to make it to class, you know? And I feel like if I somehow wouldn't have had to work that month or wasn't going through what I was going through at home, I probably could have done even more classes, you know? But um, it was so challenging some days, the emotional side of it, you know? Because it's not like a kind of um, record where you can do it in a day or a week or whatever. It's a full month. So, you know, there's always going to be that that lull where you're just like, ugh, I just want to stop, you know, like, I'm good. Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know what? This is causing all this other stuff to happen. But then I just kept pushing through because I wanted to, I didn't want to let myself down. I didn't want to let my veterans down. I wanted to show my body that I could also do this, you know, and um, so you had to be really on point with nutrition, of course. And the biggest part of it physically was um, being hydrated. I could talk for hours about the hydration factor because if I didn't hydrate properly, then I would have been in the hospital like after the first week. 'Cause you're just sweating and sweating. Did this
1: come into your awareness before you started the challenge or like the first no. few days you were like <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> we we're like, I gotta get this dialed like, in TikTok, here.
2: Got, <laughs> going
0: down. Yeah, like I got nine, I got one, and then I passed out. Yes. And what what was really threw me for a loop is that when you are properly hydrated and you have the electrolytes and it's so much more than just water, you know, to hydrate when you're sweating that much. Um my energy levels it was night and day like when i was properly hydrated and doing this i could do i could have done a fifth class that day you know it was just like boom 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 but if you start to like go in the other direction which is easy to do when you're sweating that much and then you got to do it the next day and the day after and it's is like wow um that is really what what made it all possible was the hydration
1: <laughs> what is that <laughs> what does a properly hydrated day look like with four or five classes what, what are we what are we talking about in terms of consumption
0: okay so i um Cause i'm
1: so curious
0: well what? i actually use this kit uh called Phytosport through arbonne and my friend was a rep and i looked at what was in it and um so they would have a, a pre, like just the little packets that you put in the water, you know, um, a pre-workout, a post, and then an all day. And that's what I did. So I would have my water, ugh, I drink so much water though, but I had that, that powder in it. And even when I was in class, it's like I never drank just regular water. There was always something in the water, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> um and people would make fun of me like, what is in that? <laughs> you know, What is this magic drink you're bringing in? Um, so I know that there was magnesium and other things in there that I'm not remembering, but it was that phytosport kit. And I do believe that that is what held me together. You how know? many ounces do you think you were putting in a day?
1: Yeah, well, what size oh, what is your water it? bottle? And then how many times do you think you filled it? Probably
0: like three liters with the phytospore in it and then also like never to be too full you know like that was yeah that yeah when you go to
1: yoga and you've got a full belly
2: especially it's hot in the heat yeah yeah. i mean i've taught and practiced in that studio and i love it because it is so hot but it's hot and it's they've got like humidity in there too so it's not a dry heat um which i think you get with bikram right it's like a dry heat
0: yeah i don't don't know if they i I don't know i could i'm
2: Speaking out of school, I don't really know that, but i I do Me know either. peace love and yoga, and um yeah, it's you you walk in you are unrolling your mat mm-hmm. and it's drip you're dripping on mm-hmm. it, yeah,
0: and what's so. crazy is that I had to film everything in the heat with my little camcorder <laughs> and um To even keep that, like, the batteries, even just to keep that properly working for a month, like, that was also a thing. You know, to, like, remember to plug everything in, otherwise it was going to die midway through because I'm recording three or four hours sometimes in a day, and then I have to get all that stuff off of it and reset it. Like, that was a whole other ordeal, just the technical side. Um, (laughs) And so then I had to film that, and only one person got mad, and it was kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to make it funny, but it's like, trust me, bro. I don't want to be videotaping this either. Like I'll make sure that you're not in it. Like it's cool. (laughs) He was so upset. I was like, I'm sorry. And that's when it was like sardine days. And it was just like, everyone's like holding hands and like just sweating all over each other. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry, guy. I'm like, I have to film this. Um, So not only did I have to film 63 hours of footage, then I had to upload it to the Guinness Website and make sure that that was all working. Um, I had to take a picture every time. I had to have the teacher fill out this full form. Oh, I brought the forms there in my car. Some people said some really funny stuff on like the comment boxes because. Like in the beginning, it was like, oh, yay, Aaron's doing this thing. Great. And by the end of the month, people are just like, do you need me to sign this? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, please. I love you. And it was this full sheet. And so people can't sign it until after class. And there'd just be sweat all over it. And people are like scribbling. It was kind of interesting to see like how the brain just goes away after a hot class. And even to write like your phone number down is hard. Like that's a real, just an interesting <laughs> observation. Yeah, you know? yeah,
2: totally. Yeah. And then on top of it, it's a yoga practice. So you're a little high just from the practice. <laughs> yes.
0: Right? I'm like, can you fill out this full sheet? Thank you. <laughs> I'm totally obnoxious. So, um, so what did it, um, what did it mean to you
2: to, to complete it? Like not even to get the comfort, like, well, there's, I feel like there's two pieces, like to complete it. A, and then to get that confirmation, like, oh, my what, gosh. Did, it, what did you learn about yourself?
0: It was <laughs> funny because I never thought it was going to take over a year to get confirmation, which it did. I was just like every day I checked the inbox like is it coming today. It's happening Did Everybody get everything, you know, and um, I would have had to pay twelve hundred dollars to get an answer in five days, which is how they do it on Guinness. Or you can wait until they have time to get around to it, you know, and um so first off that last class and the last night it was just magical I was like lifted up to the sky I wasn't like in the ground just like I barely made it like some days I felt like that for sure (laughs) I'm just like dude I can't go any longer like I am done but um I just felt like everybody around me was so stoked too they were just like yeah they're, they're feeling it and um practice was strong and it was candlelit and it was, I was like front and center. And then we blew out all these candles after. And just like, it was just a nice spiritual moment to know that I had completed that even through all the stuff I was having at home and like what I was about to embark on after that and not even realizing it at the time. But it really injected some more bravery into me that I had, like, forgot that I had in me for a while because I had become such a servant, you know? And so I'm like, oh, wait, there's also me. I am also still here for me. Um, so what do I want to do about that? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so then I did some things. <laughs> but... um it's just to to get this confirmation just a couple weeks ago like certified like congratulations you have done it even <laughs> though I did it a year ago. <laughs> cool, thanks. Um it just kind of reinjected this little like other layer of bravery back into me all over again. You know, because like everything that's swirling around like we've talked about in the world right now and it's easy to be scared and fearful. And so it just was another reminder, like, look at what I've done in the last year to change all the things I was still upset about, you know, and look at all the things I've done for myself and just turn the ship around. You know, it hasn't been like this easy path and I don't think it is for anybody, but. (laughs) No, no, I
2: don't. And I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. I think maybe one of the biggest disservices we do to ourselves is we minimize our traumas. Like, oh, my life hasn't been traumatic enough, right? Like, oh, okay. You know, so I always say, like, you know, don't dim your light and don't hide your darkness. Like, we enough, enough. We don't need to be hiding all this shit. And we don't... My friend Golden said the other day, um, like, she was over here, she's like, I... I can't suffer enough to end somebody else's suffering. Yes. You know, she's like, I need to shine the light on the life that I believe in, that I have been mindfully creating in my response in every moment, and I'm not going to dim that. Yes. I'm not going to do that. I can't suffer enough to end anybody else's suffering, and it's so true. And I think that um, that we all have it to a degree, and it's, and it's okay.
0: It's okay. Yes, and I'm so thankful that you said that because— Um, At the grand opening of Yoga on State, uh, you taught a class, and I took that class, and you said something like that, like, let's cut the bullshit, and like, let's, you know, I'll agree that we have darkness. That sounds about something I would say in a yoga class. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah, but then everybody started crying. (laughs) I was like sniveling all over. And I'm like, yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Because I feel like everybody's trying to be so strong. And so like, okay, you know, like it could be worse and uh, we're surviving. But it's nice to acknowledge that like, damn, this is effed up. (laughs) And I feel Mm -hmm. a little effed up, you Mm -hmm. know. And so for someone else to just come out and say it, like I haven't cried in yoga since I was broken and busted eight years ago. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't do that. I wait until after class. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was, right home to be like, ah. yeah. yeah. You weren't the only one. There was like five yeah. or six people that came up to me that were like, I haven't cried. And I'm like, yeah. I think we all just need a good
0: fucking cry. Yeah. You hit the chord you hit that heart <laughs> song. I needed to melt into the ground and rebuild. So, um, so as we wrap
2: this up, I want to circle it back to happiness because you do i feel like you do exude happiness and you know up until prior to 11am this morning i didn't know all of this about you and uh and you would never know um but to, to, for you what is that recipe for for happiness in life what is it what does it look like is it moment to moment is it just a decision is it what is it
0: i think for me um at this point i th- think that it is really to be in the present moment because it's really easy with trauma. And I think just being human to get stuck in the past or to always be planning for the future, right? It's like, but to actually sit and enjoy whatever moment you're in and to really be present and not thinking about all this other stuff. I think sometimes I get into a zone and then I'm like, oh gosh, five hours have gone by, you know, being so present. <laughs> you know, like, oh geez. And I kind of am like too ethereal <laughs> at that point. But um I think the more present I can be is when I feel the most joy. You know, because I'm just happy where I'm at. I'm loving the ones I'm with. And here we are. <laughs> you know, and that's all like does anything else matter? <laughs> you know? I think that's a good question to ponder.
1: And how do you How would someone quickly bring themselves to the moment if they're drifting off?
0: That is a good, I think that there's, to look at the environment. If you're with people, to look people in the eyes, to not look at your phone, Mm. (laughs) you know, Um, and to look at even like the colors that are around you and just to get yourself out of the thinking about you know past memories or whatever, because I feel myself slipping into that sometimes, you know, and like I'll be talking to you, but I'm not there, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> and it's kind of like this weird magic trick that people can do, and you know when you're doing it, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> you
1: <laughs> you're on it right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like, oh shit, <laughs> bring it back, but um that so like just. Looking people in the eyes, looking around, looking at your environment, soaking it all up, all the senses, right? Um, And then breathing, like taking some deep breaths and, you know, like if I'm feeling anxiety or whatever, a lot of times I just need to like stop for a second and chill and regroup, Mm -hmm. you know? How can people
2: um follow you and um where can they get uh, a little
0: taste I click click and boom? Mm. <laughs> well, I can give you 3 handles. <laughs> one yeah. for each of the things I do. Yeah. I kind of like lock it into those 3. Yeah, let's lock it down. Okay. So my main one is um that has all the fun funny things I do kind of wrapped up into one is Tap Master E. I remember that. <laughs> Tap Master E. And then um, for my music one, we do all sorts of fun things right now. And we didn't get to mention this, but like the Grammys, went to the Grammys a couple times. We just have our new EP out. We're doing a lot of session singing and making money, you know, using my vocals. It's great. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. That's so,
2: so amazing. It's fun. Your voice is so beautiful. Thank you. It's so, and to think that you couldn't even take a,
0: a deep breath. Yes, yes, but music is so healing. We can all agree with that. Um, so that handle is ckb.music. ckb.music. And then the last one is for all of my military, eight week wellness, all the stuff goes there, all the events we do. Um, and that one is iJourney Health. Oh, cool. iJourney Health. I, just the letter I, Journey Health. Nice. And your EP is up on Spotify. Yes, Spotify, Pandora, all the major places. And we're um, working on getting uh, some placements in movies and commercials right now with our songs, among other things. But... (laughs) That's cool. You got um, some cool things brewing. Yes, yes. I'm I'm working on getting um, our single called Tap That because we tap and sing too. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all these innuendos and in all the songs. Yeah, but. I love that. I know. <laughs> i mean, in the bathroom, chain, BJ's
2: blasting it. I tap that. I tap, yeah. I'm like, what is she listening to? And I'm like, this is Aaron. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: We try to keep it real cheeky because there's a lot of things you can tap in this world. And I feel like this song needs to be on a beer commercial really bad. Like the taps and you can tap a keg, you know, Uh I'm like, this needs to be on a Super Bowl commercial (laughs) for (laughs) Anheuser-Busch. Done. I love it. That's the vision. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Yeah. So we got some cool things coming up, but uh, that's the kind of stuff that brings me joy, too, just to keep that light you know, like we can get serious all the time. We can be serious, but it's nice to just, you know, stay buoyant and do like those fun things too. <laughs> totally. Cool. I love it.
2: Thank you so much. Thank I mean, you. there's just so many. Um, you are a multi dimensional being for sure. And as uh, we all are. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, exactly. As we all are. So just keep sharing your gifts. Keep doing it. I,
0: I just, I'm in love with you being in my life. So. Me too, likewise. Get <laughs> the <we're> rock stars. <laughs> By the way, I'm still trying to get them to sign um, the cookbook. The <laughs> Did yogi you bring tri- the cookbook? No. All right, well, like, then don't blame it on me. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste. <laughs>